What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle cough! Hey, behave! Oh, man, just had a scare, John. Just had a big scare. What happened? Well, we did the podcast already. This is the second well, recording I, I, I of the podcast. I know, because I'm back. <laughs> tell the people, guy. Tell the people what happened. Well, we recorded the podcast, and uh, then I pulled the audio to start to put the podcast together to get it up for the people on Sunday night. And there was only four. I only recorded four minutes of myself. I don't yeah. know what happened. The recording went. We went for an hour and 40 minutes. Um, luckily, we also record some backup files on video. So you'll hear all that stuff. That was like 47 minutes of the podcast was okay. But an hour of it, not okay. So you ready to redo the hour? It's only 84 degrees in the house right now. My God. See, you felt my pain when my AC went out and it was high 80s in my house. 84 degrees. I'd I'd argue anything like above 78, 79. It just starts getting a little muggy. Anything with the 8 is is muggy. So I'm with you. I'll be quick. My AC... Cranking pretty good, guy. It's, right. I think it's You're 71 in my house. It's hard to look at you right now. <laughs> I will say it's all about perspective. Like when we get, when Alyssa and I got married, you remember you were there. It was 82 degrees. It was in Fresno, and we were happy that it was 82. We're like, we dodged a bullet. We knew when we put this wedding in Fresno, there was a chance. I had checked the Farmer's Almanac. The record high was like 109. I was concerned it was July. We had 82. We were happy. Today, it's 84. I'm miserable. So it's all about mindset. It's all about perspective, you know? I, I agree. Power you of the know, mind. Just, it is completely power of the mind. I, I I did feel that podcast that we originally recorded, and you're going to get to hear some, was like a eight and a half, nine out of 10. It was so a good it, pod. And luckily, we still got a lot of the meat in it, and, and we still got a lot to talk about. So yeah. I, I, I actually still have a lot of energy, ready to talk, whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> we need to did we need to fill in the blanks. Uh, this podcast, both versions, brought to you by Ease.com. Oh. The promo code is HAM. Ease.com, promo code is HAM. Or Ease.com, promo code HAM10 if you're a returning user. Yes, and if you keep using these promo codes, maybe we can get a lot better technology and we never have anyone do this and it won't even be one of our faults. It'll be on someone else and then we can just scream at them. Right. It'll be great. One day, Ease.com, 
promo code, like you said, guy, HAM for original initial use users. You get 10%, or excuse me, that's a different one. You get $20 off a purchase of over $50. Right. So you make a purchase for $60, it only costs you $40. Hard to beat that. Ease.com, you just search the menu, you get vapes, you get edibles, you get pre-rolls, you get topicals. They got it all. Just go EAZE.com, check out the menu. If you're a returning customer, and we know through Ease, we have a lot of them, Ease.com, we got a little deal for you. Because it was all about new users, new users, new users. They're like, we want to take care of your people. I'm like, yeah, my people want to get taken care of. I said, so you can use ham. And we've had multiple people DM us. They're like, thanks for the other 10%. I went back in for more. Of course you did. That's what people do. Yes, thank they, you to they Ease use for that more. too. Ease.com, promo code HAM10, gets you 10% off. We love we, I, we, this show, we could rename it just to Discounts. What's your show's name? Oh, Discounts, because that's all we give. That's discounts right. for free shit. I mean, it's just ease.com, promo code HAM10. Get on it, people. Nick, when we're golfing, someone's like, oh, you do a podcast? What's the name of the podcast? Like, the Discount Pod. Yeah. Oh, you guys about pod. shopping for bargains? No. Yeah, pardon, my, pardon my discount. Pardon my discount. <laughs> pardon my discount. That's a great name. <laughs> pardon my discount. God, I love Part, that. Or, or, or pardon my promo code. Pardon my promo code, Ham. It's a long-ass name. Easier yeah, to spell than Haberman promo. and Middlecoff. <laughs> yeah, pardon my promo code. By the way, we'll talk about DraftKings NFL in a second. Where do things stand as we enter enter Monday, Labor Day? I, I at one point, Sunday was in eighth place. I think I'm 47th. I need I need a big day from Webb. Where are you right now? Uh, let me check. I, I feel like <clears throat> I'm just kind of middling with, with no real chance of no winning. I'm, I'm 37 Three three hundred sixty four points, which actually feels like a lot. I'm I'm less than fifteen points. Guy, I'm less than fifteen points out of the money. My problem is, I don't. I mean, DJ's kind of running away with it. Yeah. John Rom sneaky playing good, but I don't feel like he's a huge impact. Uh, Scotty Scheffler solid day today. Tony Finau solid day today. Kisner just doing what Kisner does. Mackenzie Hughes four under, but I I got no shot. Feels like Dustin Johnson. You follow Claude Harmon? Yeah. We've talked about him before on Instagram. I do. He did an Insta story. DJ was out uh, hitting drivers at 7 o'clock. Like, he went to the range after he finished. He's got like a five-shot lead, and he went to the range. That's not a good I mean, if $15 million dollars was on the line tomorrow, wouldn't you put in a little extra time? But I, I'd also want to be very careful about peaking. Like He was hitting all the fairways. Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. If something was off and I wanted to really... Do you feel like there's any chance that he does not win tomorrow? No. Didn't feel like it was off at all, or anything was off. I, I mean, guy, I, I would say it would be... He has a five-shot lead. Now, I think he'd say, I don't have Haberman and Middlecoff behind me. I got Xander, Justin Thomas, and John Rahm. Like, well. if I do, If I do shoot one over par, one of those guys could shoot three or four under and yeah, catch me. Right. He, that's fair. I, I, I do think it impacts you. I mean, the five guys behind him, Shoffley, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Colin Morikawa... And even Daniel Berger Mark played really shots well back. Sunday. Yeah, why, why couldn't Daniel Berger? Daniel Berger shot six under today. What if he shot seven under tomorrow and DJ shot even, right? And just kind of makes it close. Yeah. I, I just think DJ feels like he's going to win by nine, <laughs> ten. $15 million. That's a lot of money for four days' work. Now, I know he'd say it's not four days' work, right? You accumulate points over the year, but True. just this tournament, $15 million, That's. You think Pauline is going to be happy? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Go to DraftKings. Use the promo code HAM right now when you sign up. Right now, limited users, uh, limited time, new users, get a free shot of the million-dollar top prize and $3 million in total prizes. 
Don't miss this extra special week one bonus. Use the code HAM when you sign up at DraftKings. Get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. And you want to get in our game, which is linked in the podcast, linked in the YouTube. We linked it on Instagram. You you That's Instagram right. storied. I retweeted it, the version on Insta story. I also linked in my bio. You have it linked in your bio. As of right now, we decided we're going to do – you had told me, and I had looked into this, I remember when I played in the past, you can't like manipulate. You can't just pick this is a DraftKings game for these seven games or these five or just – it's either only Sunday, right, or Thursday, Sunday, Monday. Right. There's only – correct. That's, so if you're going to go all in, you have to include the Thursday and Monday game. The Monday game is not the issue. I think we had talked about it's more for Thursday, which does feel a little bit like golf. Right, we we are used to starting matches that start on Thursday. The difference is the meat of the schedule is on Sunday, and sometimes in football, unlike golf, like especially this year with the COVID list, like what if a quarterback gets placed and you already have your lineup set? That that will feel kind of shitty, and I does kind of feel inevitable, right? Like I, you know, you take Josh Allen, you can, you have to make your lineup well, on Wednesday night, and then all of a sudden come Friday. The other thing do, is, do there's you, ima- two- you imagine that a quarterback gets it this year? A starting quarterback? It is a small percentage of people. I mean, they've done a pretty good job with the bubbles ish. So, yeah, I, I mean, do think, I guess, I I do think quarterbacks make a lot of money. They're pretty high level guys, they, they're pretty focused. But it can be totally like, I think Fred Warner checks all those boxes and he got it, right? So, yeah. I, I also think maybe in other weeks, because this week it's four fewer games if you only did Sunday, because it doesn't include Sunday night and there's doubleheader Monday night, right? So maybe in another week we would do a Sunday only and it would only be three fewer games. But in any event, we got we made this game bigger than we've made any game. This is the first people. ham football game. We've been doing we did golf majors that were big. The PJ championship, we did twenty bucks a person, 150 people. This is twenty bucks a person, two hundred people, top fifteen uh win money. What did you say the winner gets? Seven, seven something. Yeah, something like that. So, well, and first place in the PGA Championship we did it was like six seventy. Remember? Yeah, I remember what third place paid. <laughs> what was that? Uh, Four oh five. That's not bad. <laughs> so, uh, tell you, look, people ask us this, and we say it all the time. Share it with your friends. We want your friends to get in it. Get in our league, the Haber Minimalkoff League, and um, let's fill this game up and let's get rolling here. So, let's. We're not going to talk about every position. We'll talk about this more as the podcast goes on over the course of the week. But we thought we would just talk about quarterbacks. To start with, maybe we'll talk about defense too. The most expensive quarterback this week is not Patrick Mahomes, John. It's Lamar Jackson, eighty-one hundred bucks playing the the Browns. Mahomes is seventy-four hundred um, playing Houston, obviously. Seven thousand for Russ. How about sixty-nine hundred Dak and Deshaun Watson who just got paid? So those are your those well, are the top I, eight QBs I do right think now. that some of the names you just listed add an, a running element, right? Lamar yeah. can throw three touchdowns and run for two. Deshaun and Dak at any moment could bust off longer runs, right? I don't view either one more passer than runner. I think Josh Allen falls in that category. Yeah, although you know, he he's claims a, he's going to run a little less, but we'll but see. he's you know I, I think Cam Newton is one of the bigger wild cards this year. Like, I, I, I think we're unsure how good their team's going to be, but there is no question that when he's on, like, he can be a potent fantasy player, right? Yep. Uh, t- I think Tom Brady is one. And he's of playing the Miami's great, defense. What Do with that what you will. I don't know. Well, I mean, wouldn't you say he's, like, one of the great fantasy wildcard guys of all time, just given, like, his offense is loaded, 
but they've only been really working together for about a month, even though Tom probably done some, a bunch of secret workouts over the summer when he wasn't supposed to. I mean, we know he did. So I, I don't know. Like if you told me Tom Brady, I, I could see it. five touchdowns against the Dolphins. Is that who are they playing? The Tampa Bay? Uh, Tampa's Tampa playing New Orleans. The Saints. Yeah. yeah. So five touchdowns feel strong. New Orleans good. Let's say four. I, he has four touchdowns. Or he throws one. Like I, I could see either side. Like, I don't think he's a lock to just go nuts week one. Do you agree there? I agree. I completely agree. Yeah. I think I actually think he's a little riskier than he is the, a return on your investment. But maybe and I think I think Lamar is going to get a lot of play. Like I, Josh you, Allen's a guy that I like this week. I think Not Brady. To give away my lineup, but. I think Brady might be a guy that if he doesn't go big week one, would be a a good week two. Um, I, I agree. I remember their schedule is a little hard. If I remember correctly, it's like Denver. Yeah, maybe is that week two? But I, to uh, me, I, I don't know. They got Carolina week two. That's a good game for him. Like I, I would say, like I like Jimmy Garoppolo certain weeks. You know, all the wide receivers injured. There's a lot of question marks. Who's going to play? I'd say stay away from him. Dak would be a guy this week playing the uh, the Rams. Beside Jalen Ramsey, you go, well, who does Jalen Ramsey take away? Well, let's say Amari. He's still got CeeDee Lamb and Gallup, right? I mean, that's and, – and Zeke can catch the ball. And just Dak can run. Like, that. I'd say Dak's a pretty good – uh, play week one, given I, the Rams defense is pretty questionable. Yeah, I like in the, Ru- se- in the secondary. I like Russ week one at Atlanta. Uh, now he's the third most expensive quarterback in DraftKings at seven thousand dollars. Again, I don't know if I'm picking him yet. We haven't, I haven't nailed down my lineup, but I would say that's a guy I like who is expensive, but to me, I feel like probably delivers for you, particularly in I don't, that game. I, 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 I don't hate Matt Ryan either against that. Like their secondary isn't exactly LOB, you know, and their wide receivers are good. I guess they got Hayden Hurst, who they traded for for the Ravens. I, I think the hardest part to me about just looking at the lineup and looking at the games is just there's just a, there's never been more unknown, right? There's been no preseason games. The, the media access hasn't been like, you know, there, there's a lot of chemistry here. There's not a lot of – we don't really know. I would imagine there are some quarterbacks – and offenses that have been shitty might be strong, but just have been off, you know, on a coach and a quarterback standpoint, but they don't really have to talk about it. So there's a standpoint of if the normal buzz of like the, the two preseason games, I'm just going to use this for example. Let's say the, the Falcons offense has been really up and down this preseason and all the reps Matt Ryan has gotten the preseason. He had been really bad. I think we'd be talking like maybe their offense is off early on. We don't know that it, it could be Seattle. It could be any of these teams. We just, Cam Newton. If you tell me Cam Newton is just terrible game one, like that's believable. If you tell me he's great, great would be strong. But if you tell me he runs for a touchdown and throws two and runs for, you know, 80 yards and throws for 250 yards and racks up a lot of fantasy points, like I can believe you, right? They're playing, uh, they're playing Miami. Do you want my extreme value pick? Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt that final point there. Miami, right? Uh, New New England? New England's playing Miami, yeah. I've got an extreme value pick for you. $5,400. Okay, this guy is cheaper than Justin Herbert. He's cheaper than Jameis Winston. Mitchell Trubisky, last time he played the Lions, last year, threw for, I I couldn't, I thought, and I I just looked it up, 338 yards, three touchdowns. I don't hate it. I, I, there's a chance. I already have my quarterback set in stone. I might make a change just because I might be able to get an extra like a Zeke or a Kittle on my team. Because the rumor is that he is starting, right? I don't think that's official. No, he's, but... he's, 
Yeah, he's in out. They announced. They announced. Okay. He's starting for So there you go. He's the same cost as Foles this week. Yeah, he ain't expensive. That's how much do you say he costs? Uh, 54. Cheaper than Herbert. What? And Herbert's the backup. <laughs> Herbert's the backup. He costs so, the same as Andy Dalton. Are you a believer in doubling up? Like going Brady and Gronk or going I mean, Josh Allen and Diggs or doing, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo and Debo. To me, it depends. If if there's a matchup I love, then, yeah, I am a believer in it. If it's I've been know, burned by that strategy before. If you're getting you can get a double whammy burned like who's a team that's great on offense, doesn't have a great defense. And you tell me Kyler is play, you're telling me the, the Cardinals are playing him and I can get. Kyler, Kyler and Hopkins and Hopkins. For like a total of like thirteen thousand dollars between the yeah. two of them. Now, you know, when I do like that against the Rams, probably not right because Hopkins has got Ramsey on him. But I, to me, the only way you do it right is with stars. Like if you like Matt Ryan and Julio, you right. You like Tom Brady and Evans or whatever the matchup is. Like I, I don't like doing it with like because uh, I do think you can talk yourself into well, if I love Mitch this week. I might as well take Allen Robinson, right? If you, if you think he's going to go for three touchdowns, you might as well take his best receiver. But then you start going, well, the only reason I took him was because of value. And it turns out he doesn't, like, he has a shitty game. Or right. If I tell you Nick Foles starts week two, you're like, I bet this is a disaster. And it, it can backfire on you fast. It, I, and honestly, it can when you go big on the, like, if I go Matt Ryan and Julio. Well, one, let's say Matt Ryan can have a big game, but he could throw to other guys. And that can screw you, right? Now, you could argue it's screw you if you just to took me, Julio alone. To me, but at least time, you kind of spread it out. The time to do it is if you like the receiver matchup, because you know who the receiver is catching the. Pass. You know who the guy has to throw it to. Yeah, know? like the or you know the guy might throw it, it to like it's you not said, he pay. might have an incredible game where he throws to four different guys. But what do you think the AB points was the game against the Raiders when he had what do you have like seventeen catches, no touchdowns? What was that fantasy day like? It's like 281 uh, yards. What was that day? Yeah, I think it was 17 catches, 281 yards. Probably not as crazy huge because the touchdowns. Somebody should you tell know, us what it was. I bet there are games where a guy has 10 catches, three touchdowns for 120 yards that are bigger than that because you do get more points for touchdowns, right? I do think you get bonuses in DraftKings. It doesn't happen to me often because I, I miss on more picks than I hit on. When you get like a wide receiver or running back that like, you get like an extra five points when your running back rushes for 150 yards. So you have a player, a wide receiver that catches 200 yards. Like there's a huge bonus for, you know, milestones like that. Yeah. Uh, a quarterback that throws 400 yards. Because to me, are, are you looking at week one, just a normal week one, or just expecting weird shit to happen? Uh, well, like I, I think beyond. every, don't you think every week one weird shit is what happens? In general, and when you say now more than ever, where they haven't practiced live reps against other teams because of no preseason there's just going to be a huge level of unknown. There's going to be an amp up where there's just a nervous level to week one. But they look, no player in the NFL has seen another player, right? That's not on his team. At least during the preseason as a yeah. starter, you just line not up. Unless and somebody see got traded or cut, like the Raiders have seen Lynn Bowden. Bowden? Yeah, um, but but even that, like you know, it's just one individual. It's not a whole unit, right? Right. Yeah. I don't know. All I know is get in our DraftKings game. Yeah. Do it now. Get in the game. Get in the game, please. We allowed to do it now. Get in the game. Yes, get in the game. All right, John. Let's tell the people about my bookie. Mybookie.ag promo code ham one. Where we are laying a big. uh, Where we are laying a big NFL bet this week. Uh, Don't forget that at mybookie promo code ham and the numeral one. Right now, when you sign up, they will match your first deposit. 
dollar for dollar up to a thousand bucks. If you do bet the bonus, if you do take the bonus, you got to bet the bonus. Don't forget, you can decline the bonus as well. But use the promo code HAM and the numeral one, uh, and then grab yourself an entry into the famed MyBookie Super Contest. Now you might be asking, what is the famed MyBookie Super Contest? I'll tell you what it is. It's simple. All you do is you pick five NFL games against the spread every week. You have a chance to win a hundred thousand dollars in guaranteed cash and prizes. The best I'm part is in, I'm going to get in this game. You're going to get in this game. Got to get in this game. Yeah. Best part is MyBookie has thousands of bets to choose from. From the full NFL slate, NBA playoffs, live betting, championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting. Uh, plus, there's some college football games at mybookie.ag. Uh, ham1, promo code ham1, double your first deposit, no-brainer, plus the Super Contest. So do that, um, mybookie.ag, well, promo me, code ham1. L- l- let me tell you about this Chiefs-Texans thing they got going on for Thursday night. But first, like we always say, the rollover bonus. If you use the rollover bonus... You have to then bet what you win, and there's like a formula. I always looked at it kind of as a throwaway, and then I made $500 off John Rahm winning a couple weeks ago. So it's it can be used correctly where you can use, if you got 100 bucks, you can divvy it up and take some long shot bets. It actually kind of comes in clutch if you're like, fuck it, I'm kind of bored. I want to bet on seven underdogs in the NFL, right? You can get some like plus 500s where you just throw on 20 bucks and maybe you hit it and you just win some easy money. It does come through. They're also guy. I, I've never heard of this because I don't think it's ever happened. You can get the Chiefs on mybookie.ag. Now the max you can bet is fifty dollars. You can get them plus fifty four. Now I I would say if the Chiefs were plus fifty four, they would be the most bet game in the history of sports. Would you agree with that? <laughs> yeah. If that was a line. If that was a real uh, line, yeah. Yeah. So you can get them. Bet up to fifty bucks. It's basically free money. I I feel pretty confident that they're going to cover the fifty four points. Guy, they're currently basically on mybookie.ag minus nine and a half. So that's, you know, a uh, 63.5-point swing, right? That's a, that's a lot of points. I would bet that. I probably will. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM in the number one. And just have some fun. I mean, there's yeah. football. around. You bet 50, around. you make 45, John. It's automatic. Win a little money this week. You can double down. We got, I don't know, the U.S. Open in two weeks, Wingfoot. Hashtag Wingfoot. Uh, and week two, football. So just this week, I'm actually really excited. We, you and I have been keeping a close eye on all these lines. Uh, I, I still might throw a little cash on the Raiders. Uh, that was another game I, I really like, but we'll see. We'll, we just got to feel out this week as it goes. But football's back, obviously, Thursday, the NFL, back in our lives. Thank My you, bookie. Jesus. Dot AG. My bookie. Promo code HAM. Dot AG. HAM1. Uh, last uh, podcast we did, while we were doing it, there was this uh, war of Twitter reports about who wanted Clowney more, the Saints or the Titans, and then there was... There was like an eight-minute window where uh, the 49ers restructured D Ford's contract, and people were like, "Oh, are they making a move for Clowney?" And then John Lynch said, "We don't have any cash left for uh, no, we're not doing anything." Um, there was some thought. I saw our buddy Joe Fan reported, not reported, just his prediction was, "I still think he ends up back in Seattle." He goes to the Titans for less than the tag would have been. Yes, can't get tagged again. Way less than the tag. Good news for the 49ers. You didn't want him back in Seattle. You certainly didn't want him in New Orleans. Um, you know, it's not to say that he was going to have a, a Pro Bowl year, but you just know we saw last year what a disruptive player he was, especially that first meeting with the 49ers. Yeah, it's weird because it's not like like when Khalil Mack got traded, traded away from the Raiders, the Chiefs and Denver and, and the Chargers had a huge sigh of relief, right? It was a, it was a big deal. To me, this is not like you just traded away some historic player, right? It's not like Aaron Donald's out of the division now. 
but it was an individual matchup. He threw Clowney or Clowney threw Staley. Now it'd be harder this year with Trent Williams, right? But I would just move Clowney to the other side against McGlinchey, right? I mean, I would just okay, we'll just put him over against McGlinchey. It was going to be a problem. I, I I saw Michael Lombardi had this tweet, and he and he's right. This is what makes Clowney such a polarizing player. He's never had double digit sacks in a season. He has eighty quarterback hits in seventy five games. Wow, where the great pass rushers. Throughout a season, should you know rack up several games where they're hitting well, the quarterback three, three or four times. Like a, yeah, like that Aaron Donald practice video we saw in Hard Knocks. He had probably six quarterback hits and a half of a scrimmage. I bet Eric Donald's had back to back games where he's had a stretch of like in a in a month span where he's had twenty quarterback hits or maybe not maybe like fifteen like just racked up a ton. Yeah, and guy he's never he's played sixteen games once in a full season. He he really has become one of the more polarizing players, but there's no doubt your initial point of the Niners are happy he's gone because he's he is a good player. He's not a great player. He's not an average player. To me, he's just a good player that wants to be paid like a great player who got paid like, I mean, $12 million guaranteed is not nothing, right? One year, $12 million, even in the NFL. That's, a, that's an above average player. But I, to me, that feels like his proper value. Like I think he's a twelve million dollar player. Now he he deserves some shit for this. He had several offers. Oh, the Raiders offered him fifteen million. Like he had fifteen million guaranteed on the table. And I think when you're a pass rusher, you naturally get some incentives, right? If you hit twelve sacks or fifteen sacks, Pro Bowls. That's always built into contracts. When you're a player like him, if you have a good year, it's you know it's possible to hit those. But he he left money on the table and. Well, that doesn't impact the Niners necessarily, but it's just, I, what, what was he doing? Like, did, did he did he misplay the market? Because you well, have to say he did a little I, bit. I would say one thing, it feels like maybe he had a target of a handful of teams that he wanted to play for, and he wanted one of those teams to pay him, right? Yeah, he wasn't going to take a discount just to go to where he wanted to play. He was going to go to one of the handful of teams that he wanted to play for. Wouldn't you imagine Seattle probably hoped to get him back for 8 or $9 million? Yeah. You know? Because I think they were around him. They know he's solid, not great. Like I said, probably just good. They were hoping maybe to get him for eight, nine, or ten million. Well, good, but I think this is where I go back to the Niner game. You go with the potential to have a great game. I know. Well, and think about your division. You go Arizona's offensive line, awful. San Francisco's offensive line, beside Trent Williams, I, I like McGlinchey, but I mean, it's just that's not a great matchup for him. And the Cardinals or in the Rams offensive line, we talked a lot about Whitworth. I know it's just and he, Still, I'm a huge like Andrew him. Whitworth, the human I, at this point. Yeah, he just got in some of those clips and uh, hard knocks, hard knocks. Woo-wee. Oh, my gosh. Like you said, he thought about retiring his knees, his back. I know. His, he he he's looks Johnny's old. Six, seven. Yeah, he's huge. He's I mean, 38, he's one of the greatest athletes that's ever walked the face of the thir- this earth, but he's also playing against some of the greatest athletes that have ever. Honestly, maybe a They're 15 guy. years younger. Maybe Clowney's not the worst guy. For, maybe Bose is a tougher matchup, like a shorter guy. And I, I think but, guys that can bend, guys that he he. I'd rather have a guy that try to run me over. Right, I don't have to move. I just he just coming at me. But still, but, I mean, you, it's just, but I I do think Seattle. They got better because they added, you know, Jamal Adams this offseason. But if you would have said they kept Clowney and added Jamal Adams like that, I would be like, damn, they had a pretty good offseason, right, for their defense, which has not really been yeah. the same the last three or four years. I mean, here's how I would look at it from the Niners or even the Rams or 
Cardinals perspective, if Clowney had resigned in Seattle, I wouldn't go, oh no, they got Clowney back. But when he's gone, you know, you can just eliminate that one time you're going to maybe one out of the two games. He's just going to be what he was against the Niners in the first meeting last year, which was a, just a game wrecker. Yeah. I mean, that's dumb guy. Like we've talked dominating. about if he played like that all the time, which we think he's physically capable of, how much money would he have gotten? I mean, he's a $20 million a year player. He's one of the highest paid players in the league. So yeah. that ain't him, which is why you don't bring him back. Because if you're Seattle, you got to play 16 games with him. But if the Niners, you play him twice, and we already saw what he can do in one of those games. And you're just thinking about him in the other game, right? It's just, just that he exists. Is at any given moment, he could just blow somebody up, chase yeah. down your quarterback. To, to me, I look at it like Seattle where they got him last year with the Titans. The Titans aren't depending on him to be Cleo Mack. That's just a solid, signing. A solid it, signing. Yeah, it's just solid. Like the Titans a little more week one now against Denver. Yeah, plus one, plus one and a half. Or yeah, they're getting a point, right? Uh, yeah, they're getting a point. If you're something to keep an eye on. Yeah, they, well, I know we've talked about that game. It's a tough one. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it's a tough I kinda, one. I, I kind of like the Broncos. Um. So anyway, I. I don't know what his year ends up being. I does he end up signing a big contract after this year for multiple years? Maybe not. Maybe he's another one year, thirteen million dollar guy. I mean, there's worth worse ways to make your money, but well, you can just rack up a lot of cash. I mean, if he wants to go about doing that and skip training camps and just keep doing this for three or four years, but it eventually gets to the point right where where long term contracts help you out, even in the NFL where the whole thing's never guaranteed. You can have a down year and you're still under contract and they're tied to you dead cap wise where that it survives. Yeah. There's going to come a year, Jadevion, where your best offer might be three or four million dollars, right? Think about next year, guy. There's no, the cap changes. So if that cap goes to $180 million, is he the type guy that's like, well, you're asking for an astronomical amount of money. We're still not going to give it to you. Does that 12 turn into seven? Also, when it's like you play, you had a contract, you're basically. In 2019, you didn't earn a big contract. You again played on a contract year in 2020, didn't have a big year. What what are you going to do if we give you a four-year deal? Well you, well, you know what happens, guy? You stop becoming, and we hear this a lot, in it, it happens sometimes in baseball and definitely a lot of times in football. Like it's a big year for this guy, big year contract year. You don't get three straight contract years. Eventually, like, no, you're just that player. You're just a guy that we don't really want all right? I, to a level of money. Like, I, I don't feel comfortable giving you a huge contract. One, you always view yourself as more valued than you actually are. And two, you are in these situations that if you just kick ass for, what, 10 out of the 16 games, you are going to walk into like 70, 80 million dollars and you can't do it. Well, it's hard to it, I, maybe it's hard to convince yourself this is the year when you've made 50 million dollars. Well, now he's at what, 62 million dollars already. Yeah, after the, when you add this year's contract, yeah. He goes, I'm rich, bitch. So maybe I'll just keep doing my thing and make $12 million and skip trading camp, like you said. He Now, listen, he's he was one of the more hyped recruits ever. I, I remember like remember the clips of him playing running back at a South Carolina high school. It was like, this guy, Jadeveon Clown, he's the number one player. Spurrier got him. He did live a lot off that one huge hit. In the Michigan game like that. Is, I, I did see a bunch of like I just went to the Titans. They tweeted out a picture of him clearly getting off a private jet with either his girlfriend or wife and like their kid and he's smiling and like three of the replies as we've known Titans Twitter's intense. were just that clip of that that hit. 
like that. If when you think clowny, what do you the first thing you think when he hit the Michigan guy in the bowl game and his helmet popped off? Yeah. Turned out Mayock was right in that draft, right? That Khalil Mack was the best pass rusher. Yes, by a wide margin. And just would you rather? Wouldn't you say a lot easier human to deal with? Clearly. Yeah. You just get him on your team. He's just there. Mayock might disagree with that because he was he was on his team and he's not there anymore. True. Remember, Mayock wasn't here. At the time, it was a Reggie thing. Remember, Reggie didn't oh, want to trade right, him. It's right, did. Right. It yeah. was a Gruden thing. I um, I wonder if Mayock had been here as Khalil Mack still on the Raiders. That was his favorite player. It does feel like that was one of Mayock's favorite players ever. Right? She, uh, it would. Yeah, you're right because he nailed the, He nailed it coming out of. But because was, at the time, it was, really, it was a little controversial. It was like, oh, he put. I remember Peter King. Like he put Khalil Mack above Clowning. People were like, wow. If we said what players kind of define Mayock's career as an analyst Khalil might be at the top of that list yeah he might be number one um would you rather have drafted D4 to 23 like the Chiefs did for the money yeah Van and who Jadavia number one overall <sighs> yeah I mean he's never had a double that I mean the last year that Ford was on their team he got him 13 sacks when they made the AFC championship game right I'm just looking just because there aren't that that pass Demarcus Lawrence went 34 so there's only three you'd rather have you'd rather have him yeah so Clowney's the fourth best pass rusher in his own draft. Now, Clowney is a much, much better player. Like, D. Ford can't play the run. I, I think if you just told the Niners right now, all things equal, you're going to pay either one of them 14. I'm just put, pulling somewhat of a random number. D. Ford makes a lot of money. $15 million. got to pay one of them $15 million. Would they rather have Ford or would they rather have Clowney? You'd, yeah, well, they take Clowney. Would you rather have D. Ford at $9 million or $8 million or Clowney at 12 or 13 is that what D Ford's making this year? Nine. Well, I he restructured. It's kind of weird. I think it's like I think he got a huge bonus. Yeah, I, I think you'd rather have Clowney at twelve. I think part of the deal with the Niners rounding D Ford right is like he's not really available. Nine and a half. D Ford. Now, I'll, would you D4 rather have Aaron D4. Donald, John? He drafted. He was drafted thirteenth, so I I skipped over him in terms of pass uh, rushers yeah. in that draft. Yeah. If if that draft happens again, does Aaron Donald go one overall or does Khalil Mack go one overall? Aaron Donald, I think, goes one. Yeah, I th- I'd agree with you. Khalil goes two? You also have... Was that uh, Bortles? Uh, yeah, it was Bortles and Sammy Watkins. You also have um, Odell. He'd go top ten. I think. Well, I think he'd go top five. I mean, Devontae... Well, Mike Evans in that draft? Mm, yeah, you'd have Mike Evans. Yeah, I think he'd go high. <laughs> would he go three? He'd go three or four, I think. Yeah. I think Mike Evans would go over Odell Beckham just yeah. because it's less shit show, right? It's just a little more consistent, bigger. Would De- would Devontae go against, I mean, above Odell? I'd take Devontae above him. Easier to deal with. Odell, when he's on, might be a little bit better, but how? I mean, it's not like Devontae's not a great player. Mm-hmm. I would take Devontae Adams. And I, I'm biased a little bit, but I also think there's just more. You could argue Devontae and Mike Evans. Would would those both those guys go in the top 10? Well, I, I mean, you just – I think you'd – no. I mean, it'd be, go Khalil, higher. It'd be Khalil, might. Aaron Donald, Demarcus Lawrence. I'm, I'm not going in order. Yeah, no. Right? Mike, Mike Evans, Evans Odell, Odell, I mean, that's Devontae. Mo, C.J. Mosley, Zach Martin. I mean, you know, um, Gardo. Zach, Zach, Zach Martin would go high. He's Ha-ha. No. Uh, was Dak Prescott in this draft? Was that like the next year? It'd be the fourth round. I don't know if he was. 
because it was the year after uh, Dakota Dozier was in this draft. No. Oh, that's it's, this is Derek Carr, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo's year. Carr's draft. Jarvis. Where does Jimmy Garoppolo go? Top fifteen. Yeah. Does Jimmy Garoppolo go above a Derek? No doubt about it. Now. Now. Well, like, I think it's we're, close. we're doing the draft now. We're doing the draft now. Yeah. Yeah. Today. All right. I always love doing an old draft. I do. It's the best. All right, John, let's tell the people about manscaped.com. Promo code is ham. Get you 20% off and free shipping. I don't know if you've looked outside. It is hot. It's going to be hot. That shirtless weather, maybe even inside of shirtless weather, and it means it's pantsless weather. Pretty quickly after shirtless weather, if you use manscaped.com promo code ham, you'll be kicking those pantalones off as soon as the door gets closed. Manscaped.com promo code ham. Here's what I know, guy. I may not have hair on my head. At least the top of my head. I got it around the, around the, around the corners. I do have hair all over my body and definitely in my manly region. Some would say if it goes unkept, it can get, it can become like a jungle. Right now, I haven't shaved my body in a while. I can't do that to my, to my besticles, for my chesticles, for my testicles. You know, I got to keep those things trimmed. And I've been trimming them for about 20 years self-care, now. Self-care, John, self-care. For a long period of time, I never had the lawnmower 3.0 guy. Nicks, cuts, bruises. It was like an NFL football game. You could have mm. major injuries. <laughs> you could go on IR. If you if you took a wrong corner HIPAA. and went a little too hard, yeah, you start screaming for HIPAA. I need some help. Well, that's where Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 comes in. No nicks, no cuts, all over your manly regions, but as well. You can go your face, you can go your body. You probably want to wash it off. But the great thing is, guy, it's waterproof. <laughs> you just put it in the water. It's got a little light if you're in the dark. You know, you could be in a shower. The, the electricity could go off. And because you never know with PG&E around here, electricity can just go off whenever. Electricity off, you're like, how am I mid-shave? Well, you got the little LED light. Keep on shaving. That's right. Manscaped.com. The promo code is ham. Many happy users have been telling us about it. Plus, you can get it on the Crop Preserver, which is the anti-chafing ball deodorant. Like I said, it's 84 degrees in the house. I could use some of that right now. The Crop Reviver, the spray-on toner for your balls with a little aloe and witch hazel extracts to give your testes a little boost. <laughs> Plus, for a limited time, subscribers get not one but two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. 20% off free shipping, plus the added bonus of supporting the podcast when you use the promo code HAM at manscaped.com. Promo code HAM. Can't run a 4440 without it. No way. You know what you got to be careful about doing, guy, when it's, when it's that hot in your house? You know, you can't be, you know, dropping any silent but dead leads or anything around there. You know, it's the heat and it just soaks up and it gets smelly and it's just hot. It's, yeah, it's, it can get ugly fast. In the cold, you know, sometimes you can turn a corner and it's just so cold and it doesn't, it doesn't linger. But in the heat, it no. lingers. Everything is exacerbated. Oh, my every God. Mistake, it's like the Super Bowl. Every mistake costs you, could be the game. Yeah, every missed tackle. This could be the this could be your career legacy definer. Mental mistake, and it just <laughs> yeah. there's no coming back from it. No, there's not. If someone tweeted at me the other day, "Good to see Raider hater John Middlecoff talking about the Raiders." It might have actually been a YouTube comment. I don't remember. Um, but uh, this is not an overly positive discussion because it's been a little bit of an erratic few days for the Raiders, if you want to call it that. Some might say that's an extreme way to term it. It's been weird. I think that's a kind way of putting it to trade your third-round pick for a fourth-round pick, to give a million dollars guaranteed to your 
third string quarterback. I mean, he better Nathan Peterman better be the third stringer because Mario's making seven, but he missed a week. Don't know if he's fully healthy. Haven't really gotten to see him. Might have to adjust ourselves to an under on the three and a half week one snaps for Marcus Mariota. Peterman was making two and a half, but they converted it to one million dollars in guaranteed money. Um, but let's start with Lynn Bowden Bowden, John. He was actually drafted ahead of their other third round wide receiver. Yeah, and that they, they just, like a lot. It's they, a starter. They traded him for a fourth round pick. We haven't even Next had a game. Year. Next year, which was their own pick. Was their correct? own pick. Yeah, it was their own as pick. As you alerted me to. So it's not like they got some extra pick. They had traded the pick to for Miami. a random linebacker a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. And they got a fifth back, I think, in that deal. And in this deal, they sent the sixth. I mean, there's picks flying all over the place. Listen, I don't think there's any coach in the NFL that can go hotter to cold quicker than Gruden. And I think there are a lot. Of, I mean, what we see it with Kyle Shanahan. You can get in most coaches worth their salt. You can get in their doghouse. I'd say the dramatic difference. Really, there are two guys that the moment you get in their doghouse, your career with that team could be over that day. Belichick, long history, right? Remember the dude who rushed for like 200 yards on Monday Night Football, showed up late on Wednesday, and he was cut by Thursday? Remember that guy like three or four years ago? The running back for New England? A random guy who was on like a front page of Sports Illustrated? Oh, that's right. Yeah. And like a a week later, he he was like three minutes late for a meeting. They cut him that day. I was like, God, that's good. Now, Belichick's usually like more black and white, right? You're, You're late to something. You miss a plane flight. You miss a meeting. Gruden... It felt like, love this guy. Guy, he's arguably one of the best players in Kentucky history. He was the best player on a Kentucky team that had the best team in school history, in the SEC. And he's clearly a talented guy. But whenever he got down, I did my own little recon. I heard it wasn't like he, he was transitioning positions. He was like this hybrid guy, right? He had played some quarterback. He had played running back. They were kind of putting him in slot receivers, kind of this do it all guy. I was told it's not he wasn't dumb. Like it wasn't his problem learning the offense. I had a scout tell me, an executive, that he had a lot of character red flags coming out of college. Scout or an executive? He's executive a, scout. he's an executive, but he's a you know on the road just scout. A true he's you know he's collar grinder, but yeah, also he's just, white collar rich guy. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Makes a, makes a good living but the school calls. Yeah. And then just uh, there had been some rumors. The character stuff wasn't great. And remember, there was a situation over the summer where the bunch of people got arrested at a home that he was at. You you remember that in Louisville, Kentucky? And there was just a weird situation. There were some drugs in the home. I I think the, the company keeps whatever. But I would imagine over the last couple of weeks, Gruden was done with this guy. They start calling around. Well, let's just say you're. I'll just give you a high-level GM. Rick Spielman of the Vikings. Hey, Rick, this is uh, Mike Mayock here from the Raiders. I, You know, I remember bullshit with you at the Combine. We both like Lynn Bowden. You know, we just – we got a lot of players here. I don't think he's going to make the team. W- would you be interested in uh, trading for him? Would you take him? What What would you think your response would be in that call? Why? Well, Why are you, you know, getting we just, rid of him? We just got a lot of dudes and, you know. That would be my response. Don't, don't tell anyone. My coach is kind of crazy. It's just, it's nuts, guy. It, unless he did something so egregious to just trade a guy that you haven't seen play that's clearly pretty talented that you already gave a million dollars to. They gave him a signing bonus. I, I just, listen, I, 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 coaches always told me, and they're right, 
it's easy for you, John Middlecoff, to come to Kentucky and go, hey, 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 John, I got this guy, Lynn Bowden Jr. He's played some quarterback before. He played running back. He can catch. He fucking made Georgia and Florida. He went nuts on all these teams in the SEC. This guy's awesome. And then he and Gruden watches the tape. He goes, yeah, this guy is sweet. But then they go, well, if he's a character guy, you leave the room and I'm sitting in the meeting with this guy every day. I deal with him. You don't have to fuck with him anymore. And that, that is very true. Like the coaches, your position coaches have to be around these guys when it's easy to go, got Antonio Brown. And then it's like the wide receiver coach is like, help me, right. help me. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I have to imagine the coaches, whether it's Greg Olson John's really active with the offensive unit, right? It's just, you're just like, what the fuck? Whatever it is. If it's late to meetings, if it's attitude, if it's, but there, there is, and I I understand that. And I I never push back on like shitheads or shitheads and they start acting bad. You do have to draw a line, but there is an element of you just use a third round pick on this guy. So So your process is just like, that's, Something went terribly wrong. To be fair, on both sides of the story here, we do have to read you what Mayock said on Sunday. Let me make a couple of points. Number one, it was a football decision only. Character off the field, the kid did absolutely nothing wrong. We did all our homework on the kid. Off the field, he worked his tail off. He came to work every day. So this was completely a football decision. It had nothing to do with anything else. Quite frankly, I think the position change is a difficult one in any year, but it's exaggerated in a COVID with no offseason. So you're taking a kid that was a slot receiver in 18, a quarterback in 19, asking him to play running back in 20. Really, the only thing I'm going to say about it is it was my call. He was not able to play today at the level expected, and because of that, we felt like we had to move on. Again, 100% on me. Well, I, let's I just I'm say not saying he's tr- completely lying there. No, no, I, there's- let's say it's 100% true. Okay, let's just, for the sake of an argument, say that. Does that make any of this any better? Could I argue it makes it worse? Like, it's harder to get to know somebody than it is to see as a person, right, in your 15-minute combine interview. It's harder to get to know them in that way than it is to watch the film of them on a season and go, can we use this player or not? We're going to draft him in the third round. I, I Let's say he's telling 100% the truth. I don't know that that changes anything or makes it any better. They drafted a player in the third round that they just traded for a fourth-round pick. In a year where it might be just as hard to identify who you like and who you don't, it might be harder. Well, okay, uh, you're right. Let's take him at face value. Let's say he's being completely honest that he liked the guy and he worked his tail off. Well, like you said, you evaluated him off. You had tons of film of him playing all these positions. Wouldn't you go? Let's use a year. We'll, he'll be inactive every game and work with him, right? And next year. When Corona ends and we get an off season, we'll go all in on developing this guy and see what would. And that, Here's wouldn't you say that Rick Spielman, Howie Roseman, John Schneider would be in no rush, a talented guy that you spent all this work on that you clearly liked enough as a talent, which I agree. He was really talented. If I was a scout and I was pushing this guy and take him at face value, been a good kid. What the fuck's the rush? This we, is what this, I would say. I'd go. You've been in the meetings and raise your hand before and been yelled at for it. But I would go, wait a second. We're going to trade him for a fourth. Can we get a player as good as this in the fourth round next year? Or is he a third-round level talent? Because if he's a third-round level talent, which maybe he's saying he's not a third-round level talent, right? Maybe he's saying he's not a third-round level player. We just whiffed on the pick. Yeah, but but I, think the, I think the pushback from the scouts would be, how could you possibly know that? In Corona times, you guys had 15 right. pratted practices. If, anybody, if there's ever any player that's a gamer, we won't know to, by today. No. And, and if you use a third round pick on him, 
and listen, you're going to have guys inactive anyway. And this guy's unique enough to give you different looks in practice. Isn't this guy valuable? It's like, oh, we need a dude to run the scout team. What do you want him to do? Quarterback, receiver, running back? The guy, fucking guy can do it all. My, my pushback is that has to be a lie. Because if you love the character, like let's just say he's working his ass off, you, like you said. Which we know this you, organization cares a lot about high character, time. even if they're not as high ceiling guys. You would have known, like you, you would have known less about the person, which you would have got to know a lot about the person over training camp. But you would have known a lot about the player because Mayock, Gruden, film junkies. What did this guy have? An unlimited amount of film at different positions, right? He, he had at Kentucky on their best teams ever. You'd go, listen, this is something to work with. We don't need to rush this. Their guy, the only reason a guy that you pay a million dollar signing bonus to six months ago that you use a third round pick and that you are willing to trade. It can't really be football related because you there's just no way to have enough football information, right? You're making drastic decisions based on limited practice time, which even coaches would would think that's a little nuts, right? Yeah, I mean, if I'm just trying to come up with any scenario, was there a Gruden? I don't want him. Mayock, I'm telling you, this is the guy. Gruden, I don't want him. Mayock, tell you what, we'll practice with him. If you don't like him, I'll trade him before week one. Or, or how about this, John? As we go into, uh, we're in the draft. Would Mayock right? wouldn't do that to Gruden. Well, he, but he, no, but let's just say there. But I do think Mayock, as we've said, they do have like a healthy level discussion. Yeah, yeah. He goes, John, we got two picks, right back to back. Let me t- use one of them on the guy that I like. If, if we're going to believe Mayock, let's use one of them, and we'll take the other guy that we both like. Let's say, or you like, or whatever. We got two picks. We can take a swing. And maybe that's the way he justified it. Again, take him at face value, and they know right away it's just not a fit. I I still think, though, guy, it would have had to just been, like, is he the worst player they've ever seen to give up on a guy that fast? Like, it's, that's pretty nuts, right? Because, like, the analogy or the scenario I did when I called you as a GM, I'm not going to – it's like, wait, you're trying to get rid of your third-round pick? It has to be a catastrophe, right? So I, I don't think most teams, even if they like Lynn Bowden – I wouldn't have offered anything more than like a seventh. It's like, guys, you, you're already giving up on this guy? That's insanity. So they got lucky that the Dolphins just had this pick that they didn't even care that much about. They already got a million picks, and it was basically the Raiders pick. They're like, fuck it, we'll just, we like this guy a little bit. Maybe they, maybe they had him as a fourth. They would have taken him in the fourth round this year, Miami. Yeah. <laughs> if they hadn't done this trade with the Dolphins for the linebacker, maybe he's kind of untradeable. Because could they – trade them be like for a seventh round pick or is that just look too bad because at least they can say we traded them for a fourth right right it doesn't uh, look as bad even yeah, though I mean, looks you could trade them for a seventh if you're going to cut them yeah and I'd, I'd say i'd have to look historically maybe like every couple years a third rounder gets cut like it's pretty rare I'm, a third rounder that, that year. year yeah and and that's with off season that's with preseason games because you'd say the majority of third rounders get a lot of preseason run right, right? Like, they, they get to play a lot. Because sometimes there's like, damn, this guy gets a run with the ones, but he get, definitely plays with the twos. And it's like, he might start game four. I would imagine if preseason happened, Lynn Bowden, his chances of getting traded are much slimmer if he makes some sweet plays, right? Because there's no way to get Gruden to go the other way of like run for a Unless sweet preseason touchdown. preseason happens and he doesn't really play, we go, God, do they hate this guy? But Which why would possible. you not throw him out there? Well, yeah, I don't know. I'm games. just saying, like, based on what just happened, maybe they – wouldn't have. It's weird. Yes, yeah, it's, it's bizarre. But but okay, let's say you wanted to move him to running back. 
Well, if he played a little wide receiver, wouldn't you want to just mess around with him for a little while? That, to me, there's more to the story here. Something just doesn't add up, guy. Yeah. By the way, uh, you are you taking the under on Mariota? Not feeling good. One? Not feeling not feeling good about. I'm not it feeling anymore. great. He starts a game this year. Not that I thought I. You know, I've been saying I've been saying this since they signed him. He's not beating Derek Carr out. He's not better than Derek, and he certainly doesn't have the experience in the system that Derek has. So it's a double whammy. Now on top of that, triple whammy is not fully healthy. Quadruple whammy. They just paid Nathan Peterman a million bucks to I don't know do whatever with. Well, I know I know Tapers been writing this for a couple weeks, and I did my own little recon. I don't think it's been pretty. You know, clearly he's been banged up. You know, I think he's. It just he hasn't been on the field the whole time. But I think just when he's been on the field, I think it's been very. I, I think it's very safe to say if they could undo the deal, they would one hundred percent immediately undo the deal. To me, they would have been more aggressive and like signing James for five or six million or something like they would not have signed Marcus Mariota because they clearly signed Marcus Mariota based on their 2015 thoughts. Right. Yeah. Wasn't it completely based on which one thing Lewis Riddick taught me and just other guys in the NFL, not just him, but your draft grade, but this is something Lewis hammered home a lot. And he was so right. He's like, once I hit, let's say three or four years of film on a guy, why do we keep saying, but we had him in the second round. You know, we we thought this guy was who That's cares? A great point. Like, do, do you keep saying like, you know, we thought uh, George Kittle was an undrafted free agent? Like, who give a fuck now? George Kittle's the star, or Richard Sherman, or you know, Devonte Adams. Like, you know, we didn't thought he was the right place in the second round. You were wrong, right? It's like we have the we have the information now. Mariota feels more like a mid round pick who's just who because he was a high pick got a huge backup contract. If Mariota had been, let's say, a fourth rounder, and that first year he got to Tennessee, he had just become their starting quarterback and had his career, he does not make $7 million this year, right? right. What would you say, like $2 million? Like, he would have got a job, yeah. but maybe three. he ain't getting seven. It is the pushback often from players that are later round picks that it's like they do have some validity to it. Your draft round and your pick especially when you're a high pick makes you extra money down the line when you when you turn out to not be very good and it's very true right because Mariota banks seven million maybe you're right maybe he's a he's a fourth rounder maybe it's a million dollar backup job and not even guaranteed like he had to win it if Marcus Mariota was Marcus Haberman is he even the backup quarterback for the no. Raiders Peterman Peterman is yeah. Well, I mean, had, did Marcus Haberman have the career he had in Tennessee? He still, because those highs are still better than anything Peterman's done. Yes, very true. Yes, yeah. If Marcus Haberman has the career, he does. So, uh, man, weird, weird times. So the 49ers roster, John, and this is very unique to uh, 2020 COVID football. The practice squad normally is 10 guys. This year, it's 16. Yeah. 16. There are guys on the 49ers practice squad. I'm looking at going, Dante Johnson, he's like an NFL player. The guy, I looked at, he's got 160 career tackles. That's not, those guys normally cannot be on the practice squad, right? Guy, Deion Jordan, my last year in the NFL was a long time ago now. Well, I think 13. That's, he got drafted in 2013. He's on the practice squad. Josh McCown, who we'll get into a little later, is on a practice squad. There are no rules for the practice squad. You can sign any human being to your practice squad, which 
my first takeaway, even before I saw the Niners list, just when I saw the Josh McCown story, shouldn't it always be like that? Maybe they can go back to 10, but should they have rules on the practice squad? Wouldn't it help elongate some older guys' careers if I could pay you 150 grand instead of having to pay you a million dollars? Sure. If you're a player, would you rather be out of the league or would you rather be on a practice squad? Because I would say forever, I think a lot of these guys, Jonathan Cyprian, for an example, actually ran into it at the Bay Club last year. And it's like, God, this guy looks familiar. And he was wearing Eagles Nike shorts. So I'm like, you know, you never want to be the guy be like, you play in the league? And the guy's like, no, I just like the Eagles. You know, you feel like, uh, you know, but I could tell like this guy, he just looked like an NFL player. And he had his he had a necklace with his number. I think it was like 37. I'm like, I think. Do you okay, play for the he, Eagles? He has a necklace with the number. That's yeah. So and uh, the Eagles. Uh, but so it was an easy one. Did you play for the Eagles? I used to work there. I know a lot of people there. He's like, yeah, I played last year on a one year deal. I'm like, what's your name? He's like, Jonathan Cyprian. I'm like, oh, fuck. I remember you, FAU or whatever. So we started bullshitting. And turns out he was here rehabbing. And then he got signed to the Niners during training camp. But he had said a couple weeks ago, I am not interested on in playing in a practice squad. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people like, hey, Rim Middlecoff, are you guys interested in uh, doing some fill-ins on radio? And the answer is no, right? Because that's not on weekends. no different. Like, it's not an interest something that you look down upon and Jonathan Cyprian who started in the NFL goes, I'm not a practice squad player, but I think if you change like practice squad is just extra roster spots that you could, that you wouldn't make and you can get brought up at any moment. They could change the narrative of that. I wonder if teams are going to like this and push to change next year, like competition committee, because what it just it just allows you more options to build your team. Like you could still have if they went back to ten next year, have ten developmental guys, or you could have seven developmental guys and like three veteran guys right. that know your positions, right? Uh, Cyprian's made almost twenty million dollars in his career, John. Well, I think he was a second round pick, so and then he signed some contracts. Mayoko wrote if he made the team, he was going to make nine ten. You know what practice squad pays him if he's on the practice squad for the whole year? Two hundred four thousand dollars. Yeah. So not the worst chunk of change. And, you know, at this point, you're looking around going. He was going to make $910,000. If he was on the 53. Gotcha. If he spends the whole year on practice squad, it's $200,000. Gotcha. But, what, I mean. At this, better than zero. Better than zero. And it keeps the opportunities alive. Um, in a year where a 49er better than anybody else would recognize how quickly you could be on this active roster, given the guys have been dropping like flies. Guy, I, I, I'd say if I was Kyle, and I would imagine this is what he told him, he said, Jonathan, come in my office. Listen, we do not have a 53-man spot for you. And maybe you're getting some practice squad offers. You're not going to sign a normal contract. Check out Jimmy Ward and Kwaski Tart's injury history. I'll promise you, if you just based on the last three years, you're guaranteed to start for us throughout the season, right? And he could say it with a straight face. Like, I'm not lying to you. Yeah. Both these guys go down. Not to mention, we got a linebacker with COVID right now. Hopefully he doesn't give it to anybody else and he's back soon. But Yeah, well, if he couldn't play and we just need we, – we go more safeties on the field. We just have to mix it up and just do different shit. So I, he was a big hitter in college. I remember Brett Veach loved Jonathan Cyprian. You know who else? And it just – Sorry. Finish that. No, I did. That's, Brett Veach liked him. Um, Kevin White. Yeah. Juwan Jennings, who we've talked Prank a lot squad. about. Yeah. Uh, Jared Maiden, who's the uh, undrafted rookie safety from Alabama. But let's give a special shout out on the Niners practice squad, John, to Josh Hokett. 
former CIF wrestling state champion in 2016 from Clovis, California in the Central Valley, played running back at yours truly's Fresno State, um, had a single game, three rushing touchdowns, reached number three in the nation as a high school wrestler at one point in time. When you say that's not nothing when uh, when a team when Kyle Shanahan believes in you to be around his team, right? It's not out of the realm of possibility he gets some touches in his career, correct? Correct. Do you know who this guy is? I was not familiar. <laughs> Haven't watched but too I much of the same football. I have not called a high school football game in the Central Valley for a decade? Eight years, yeah. That's a, Clovis West is where he went to school? Clovis High. Clovis High. Yeah. So that's what you say. Daryl LaMonica oh. Stadium, John. That's where he played his high school football. Daryl LaMonica went to Clovis High. Uh, I believe. I mean, the stadium's named after him. So I, I've you know who the you know who the most famous Spanger Apache is. Tom Flores. Yep. <clears throat> Valley Zone. That was a good yeah. one. <laughs> I was, I was, Sanger, man. That's they got the tri-tip grill going out by the end zone. Their guy Friday Nico, Nico Mata, who was playing Nico when Mata. we were there. I think I think he's like their defensive coordinator now. Really. Yeah, we should do a Central Valley football podcast. We should. Well, the last year, I went to do something at my mom's house, or maybe played golf. Probably not because it was the winter. And I remember driving home on a Friday night from Sacramento to the Bay Area, and on eleven forty, which is the sports station there, there was a sweet H-K. high school rap, high school football show. Just like break it two hours. They they had a game of the week where the show was. And then they were just running through and it was they were having got coaches call in like coming up next. The head coach of the third ranked Elk Grove uh, Thundering Herd coming yeah. up next. The Jet, it was I, like I used to do sweet. that every Friday night. Yes. We'd have the college football ESPN music going. We would get every coach on that one. We had people calling in like scores, right? You'd get them on the air like we now go live to Sanger High School. John Middlecoff is there. John, what's the latest? And you'd hear like ah! in the background. It'd be like, well, uh, Mike Smith just went 80 yards for a touchdown. 37, 30. Three minutes left here at Sanger. They'd be like, all right, let's go to, to Jeff Middlecoff. He's out at the Clovis High. He's out of Kingsburg. Well, it honestly, Kingsburg. It, it felt big when you're listening yeah. to it. Like a lot of action, well, here's you know, some people, drums in the back. For people who aren't California people or whatever, California's Central Valley football, specifically the Central Valley. I know LA's big, Northern California's big, but Central Valley football is, it's pretty big. In the Central Valley, it's massive. Yeah, it's big. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not saying it's Texas, but it's really big. It was a big deal. I think Sacramento, I think Sacramento's, Probably not as big as the Valley in terms of passion, but it's it's pretty big, right? I mean, yeah. they they it's have a national power area, now in Folsom, right? The, yeah, it's the, bigger area. So, although for, I mean, Central Valley, I'm not. We're talking Bakersfield too, and all that stuff. So it's a pretty massive area too. Might be bigger actually when we plop everything in there. All right, John. Well, this is the part of the podcast that really got lost in the uh, great podcast loss of uh, September 6th. <laughs> um, we talked for an hour somehow about. Josh Rosen and Josh McCown and Bruce Miller and Novak Djokovic and Lane Kiffin. I don't know if I got that in me. But no, I got about 10. Okay, 15. we should talk about at least the two Joshes, right? Rosen and McCown. I, w- I was hoping we'd go with the trachea shot first. <laughs> Novak? All right, let's talk about <laughs> Novak first. Uh, the trachea shot, my first response was somewhat laughter. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it is just anytime someone... You know, obviously, like in baseball, for example, you see someone get a foul ball to the head. There, it's not funny at all. Part of it is the ball, right? 
You, yes. you get hit by a hard ball, it hurts. Basketball, I think we've seen a lot kind of in the middle. Like people get blasted by a no-look pass, but it hits them in like the shoulder, their popcorn, and their beer. It's funny. So there's some middle ground. This to me was some middle ground because the tennis ball, there's a reason when you're in, in junior high or in elementary school, you can play like pickup baseball with a wiffle ball bat wrapped in duct tape, you know? Use a tennis ball and no one's getting hurt. Because tennis ball, unless like Federer's hitting this or Nadal, their strongest I used serve. to like to go racquetball with a metal bat. Okay. I, I see what you're doing there. Yeah. <laughs> that gets some serious bounce. Huh? Yeah. The tennis ball doesn't hurt you. Right, unless these guys are serving at full speed, or if it he, hits you in the trachea. Now he did hit the hit the woman, the older woman in the trachea. The best player in this tournament, heavy betting favorite, is now DQ'd. Guy, I've been watching the whole thing, John. Uh, he was going to run away with this thing. There's no Nadal. There's no Federer. There was no resistance. Um, every tennis person, I did not even know this was a thing, this rule. But they, Johnny Mac, his brother. Brad Gilbert, everybody else on TV. Um, they've all, Mary Jo. Uh, what's the other woman who was at home? Monica Sellis. No, no, Monica <laughs> Sellis is not part of this broadcast. Pam Ta- Tanya. Pam Ta- Tanya. <laughs> everybody has been yeah. saying this This is what happens. This is the rule. You, earlier in the match, I just was watching the whole thing. Earlier in the match, he had slammed the ball really hard into the wall, just didn't hit anybody. And everyone has said, like, you just know when you do, if it hits somebody, then you are going to be in trouble. This is the rule you're going to get. They don't call it DQ'd. They call it uh, furloughed. Removed? Or, uh, yeah. <laughs> furloughed? No, no. They call it something else. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's, I guess the only reason, it was crazy because it was 10 minutes of, of them talking about it. Truly, a, a real 10 minutes of them talking about it on the court. It was surreal watching it um, before they removed them. And I, I guess one of the things they were saying is that maybe, I think Brad Gilbert said, maybe if the lines person, lines woman doesn't, you know, if she shakes it off like immediately and she's fine, then maybe he doesn't get removed. But uh, when they thought know, she might die of no oxygen. It looked like to she got hit with a body. bow and arrow to the yeah. throat. Did you see, it's kind of unfair to her. They've got, they had like a camera right there. Cause like she's the lines person, so she's standing on the line, which means there's a camera on the line. So she yeah. goes down in front of the camera and they just got a shot of her gasping for air. I mean, try her eyes are about to pop out of her head, suffering, terrified. What would you say the classy thing for the Joker to do for her? You send her some stuff? The, uh, yeah. The, uh, you send her a signed racket or something? I don't know if she wants it. That photo you tweeted, she she's looking at him like the attacker. <laughs> I mean, I... But yeah, something. I mean, if she has any medical bills... I, 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 I do think the moment... I've only had my truly my wind. I guess in football, a couple times, like in high school, you get you kind of get the wind knocked out of you. I was boogie boarding one time when I was like ten or eleven years old, Bodega Bay, and the board. I caught a big ass wave. Like I would never do the waves that I did then. Now, like I go like waist deep. I'm like I'm getting out of the ocean. The the uh, the bo- the wave slammed me into the ground where the board perfectly sunk in to the sand mm. and stopped. Oh. And you know how the back of a boogie board is kind of like half U-shaped almost so your body can go into it perfectly? Hit me, I couldn't breathe. And I felt like when you're breathless, you feel like death is a possibility. You're like, yeah. how am I going to breathe? Right? You just go underwater for a little bit, you eventually can always come up, but you start getting that feeling. She probably at one point in time, you know, you can't she breathe. Was. I've never, have you ever choked on anything? 
I never have. No. Did that seriously. No. Um, but the other thing, like, it, is she gonna it's got to be a helpless feeling. She's going to have a bruise? Like, she's going to be able to eat swallow for the next few days? I don't know. Yeah, what if she's a podcaster? She can talk? Exactly. <laughs> so he should, ref- Would- he should refund the lost, you know, advertisement. Uh, but, you know, he left. How about lo- lost wages? I mean, I'm sure she's getting a couple hundred bucks a day to, to be the lines. Yeah, woman, I don't know right? what the insurance is. If there is any. Well, I mean, the, the LP. OSHA. Not the LPJ. Is there an OSHA they, sign over there? Well, I guess it's just Wimbledon has pandemic insurance. It's probably not the tour, right? Is there a tour? You know, the PGA tour. Is tennis a tour or is it just like they just play different is tournaments? the ATP I, or the UT, U, USTA? Right. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But he left. People yeah. were mad at him because he left without a, without talking to anybody, saying anything. Are oh, you saying no pre- no press conference? That's right. Set an apology <laughs> tweet from the private jet, which I haven't read, but I heard it was uh, heartfelt. He really sent up from the private jet a tweet, yeah, before he boarded the plane, but did not but did not meet did not say anything to me. And and they're like rightfully like, hey, the responsibility is different when you're the number you're the number one. Anybody should do that, let alone the number one player in the sport. Yeah, but he had to be probably pretty pissed. Right? Had to be because it was like automatic win. He was winning the thing. It was. What does the U.S. Open pay out? It's probably not five hundred dollars. I I thought someone tweeted it was over a million dollars. Like it's. I mean, it's a major in tennis, like in golf. Plus, I think it's uh, pretty uh, lucrative for the winner. Three million for the winner. Yeah. Oh my God. Plus, so he, he was gonna get like one closer to the all-time major record. I think he was like two or three away, or th- four away, or something. I thought actually, so he, I thought he had it already, but I don't know. I, th- I thought Federer had it, so maybe he's four away from Federer. How many does he have? Do you know? No. I think he's. I, what he has would you guess the Jack. record is? So he has. Grand Jack's Slam 18. victory. So yeah, Federer has twenty. Novak has seventeen. So he's one away. He would have tied Jack. <laughs> he would have tied Jack. Did they do crossovers? He or would no? have beaten Tiger to Jack's record. I do feel pretty confident the Tigers never catching Jack. I don't know about you. Yeah, pretty confident. Uh, Josh Rosen over under uh, one NFL career start. Uh, starting th- not ever, but from here forward, does he get another NFL start? Um, I-, I think if you just look at the history of sports. It's hard to bet against it, right? Weird shit happens. Injuries happen. You never know. Guys can resurrect their career a little bit later. It's not like he... One thing you'd say he has going for him right now where I think people push back, the the knock on him coming out, obviously the injuries, remember he had, was it a shoulder? Shoulder and concussions, yeah. So that was a big question. And remember there was a pushback how much this guy really likes football? It doesn't feel like there's been any question character stuff with him. Like guys liked no. him. Miami, remember Brian Flores like liked him. Is he too smart for you? Haven't heard him. He hasn't said a peep in two years. It doesn't feel like. No, I, to me the character stuff. You could push back and go. The, did the league just change overnight on him? Like did he just go like a statue quarterbacks or just screwed? I mean, guy, he can't move at all. Well, I like went back the other day no, the and irony watched is, it. Tom play. Brady's the starting quarterback. Well, yeah. He's at. It's true. I went back and watched a clip of Mayock on Eisen's show pre that draft, so when Mayock was still at NFL Network, and he just said for he actually said it. He's like, I'd rather have Josh Allen. He's like, for a guy with an injury history like Rosen, who's not very mobile, it's concerning. Now, as it turned, like you said, injuries have not been the thing, but yeah, over couldn't under. Pu- Go ahead. Couldn't you push back on? I just. And I've been in these meetings. You and I spend a, a shitload of time talking. I mean, injuries are a huge part of the sport of football. And really, they've 
played a big role in like basketball late and baseball. Tommy John, like it feels like we've had a lot of injuries the last five, six, seven years of major players. It isn't just like sports. People get injured. It's like, you know, crashing NASCAR. Well, they're fucking going 200 miles an hour. But Sometimes I guess you crash a guy with concussions, maybe specifically. It's a little, but like, couldn't you see two? Isn't there a chance Tua never gets hurt for the next like seven years? Yeah, there is. <laughs> you right. know, um, the other thing is, Maybe if Josh was better, then it wouldn't matter. That I mean, if he was as good as Jared Goff, it wouldn't matter that he was immobile, right? Maybe he's not as good as Jared Goff. I think it's very fair to say Jared Goff was much better than him in college. Because I think both of them, for example, played on like shitty teams, and right. it was clear. Like, Jared just consistently game to game. Jo- Josh had some big-time moments. He did. I, I, there weren't any questions about Jared, right? Personality, people fucking no, loved, loved him. him. Yeah. And, and two... He was pretty durable. Did he? I don't think he missed a game in his career, did he? For three years, full time starter. I mean, he got yanked from the one in the rain, but I think he was. I don't. I, I mean, has Jared ever been injured? You also then meet him. He's. I I, I would guess. Didn't I have he to get hurt those. in the NFL briefly? Uh, I don't remember him missing a maybe or maybe that I was going to say freshman year rookie season. I remember being pretty durable since. Yeah. We, I don't oh, think remember he got a concussion against the Seahawks with Richard Sherman. Was that his rookie year, or was that recently? Uh, I think it was his rookie year. I'm just googling right now. Yeah. Do you remember Richard Sherman hit him on the sideline? Yeah. Absolutely destroyed him. But that's where it felt like Jared Goff didn't know what he was doing. That's and right. Then he's he come just back to stuck just, over there. Yeah. Yeah. It was like Jared Fisher's gonna or Jeff Fisher's gonna get him killed. How about the irony of Jeff Fisher now working with like uh, daily fantasy companies? We we don't mention that name here. We're DraftKings. DraftKings. But have you um, seen the commercial? I have seen the commercial. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, more starts from a little, here. A little cheesy. Yeah, it's, that's why I said it's not great, but it's not bad. The one that kills me consistently, makes me laugh every time, is the one with the woman singing about taxidermy. And then the woman's uh, like, tax attorney. I, I don't, I, that, I've seen that commercial <laughs> 800 times, and I, I get every time I love it. I agree. It's funny. Whatever that is. I don't know what the product is, though, so go figure. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Uh, more starts 20. Mo- more likely to start a game this year, Josh Rosen or Josh McCown? $12,000 from Texas. Well, I think it has to be Josh McCown, right? Who just had the greatest. I- I've always heard. <laughs> I love it when I see a young person that goes, what do you want to do? They're like, working consulting. Working consult? What the fuck do you know? I, I, that sometimes, like younger people, it became cool. Consult. Part of being a consultant is like Bill Gates consulting technology companies, like Bill Parcells consulting. Like you, you got to be old to consult, and that's why Josh McCown feels like a consultant. And this is just, you know, those jobs you hear about. I remember I had a good buddy whose dad retired. He's like, I just want to be on put on boards and consult. Now he had been like a CEO of companies, so it made sense. That's kind of what this is. Like, you get put on boards once you retire. It's like, oh, 100,000, 100,000 here. This is just a 200 grand job. You and I on the first podcast, we, we tried to talk through it how much activity he's going to have to do. Like, he clearly does not have to go to practice, right? Or walk through. He's not there. No, but he Humanly needs to be impossible. in meetings. He needs to zoom into meetings for the game plan in case there's you, an you emergency. You would think game plan, installation. He, so he has to map, what do you think, two or three hours a day? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday so. out of yeah. his day? Now, does he have to be there to, for film study looking back at last week's game? Maybe not. Well, did you see the rule that got passed yesterday? Players aren't allowed in on Monday, which is kind of random and weird, but 
Okay. So you play Sunday, no one can show up on Monday. Okay. Player wise. But the coaches and GMs can. So typically, like when you lose, the team comes in and they get yelled at and you just it's kind of like just go through the game tape. When you win, it's like, see you Wednesday. You know, they always do that in the locker room. <laughs> see you Wednesday. Well, now everyone's basically see you Wednesday. Because Tuesday's their day off, mandatory CBA. So it's kind of weird. Huh? Yeah, it's, I know. It's weird. It's one of those things in Corona just got passed. So I think Josh McCown, $12,000 a week for, if you had over under six hours of work. Now he... I'd say over because he's still got to work out, stay in shape. He's got to work out, I would say. Well, if you were him, what would you do? At trainer through four days a week or something going pretty hard for an hour? Throwing? Yeah. Dude, yeah You'd have to right. keep you throwing. throwing. You got to do some throwing. You got to pay for Probably, your own meals. That part sucks. Yeah, but I, I do you think you like just go to the kitchen and eat them yourself, you know? You probably write it off, right? The well, yeah, 000. but I'm just saying, like, how, who's making your smoothies? You got to make it yourself? That kind of sucks. Doesn't stop sitting there with I think your he, name on it. You gotta, well, I, think he's got a, I think he's got several kids, so he's probably who's doing homeschool. Pouring, who's pouring the ice bath for you? I mean, I'm just saying, like, there are some yeah. benefits to not being home and uh, being, you know, with the team facility. He's got, like, a seven-year-old stretching him out. <laughs> yeah. Come here, Jimmy! With the Theragun. <laughs> Who's taping him up? Yeah, this is a great question. I would imagine if he lives close to some sort of, you know, university, like if he's by, couldn't he be a practice squad quarterback and like just go to like Texas A&M practice or Texas? Is he still or, coaching his own high school team? Yeah, couldn't he just do all-time quarterback? McCown, all-time quarterback. A lot of game planning he's got going on. He's going to confuse game plans. Maybe it's just an overachieving. Like to me, after I tear, I can never the growing. Yep. Uh, growing. In, in a playoff game, I, I probably just that I had enough. <laughs> I made five million last year. I've accumulated millions of dollars in my career because there still is a stress level. Like in the back of your mind, especially it'd be one thing if like Arians wanted this. You're like, well, Brady never misses any time. In the back of his mind, like every time he's just at his house, like eating chips on Sunday, you're like, oh shit, Carson's down. Right. Are they? Is how we going to hit up in an hour to be ready? <laughs> I mean, to me, this is he's actually much closer to starting than you realize, right? Even so though he's close. home. <laughs> like if this week Carson couldn't play, wouldn't they go with him? Jalen has never faced a live pass rush in the NFL before. I would put decent amount of money. He's in. He's in pads for a game this year. I don't know if he starts. I think there's a decent chance he starts if he's in pads. But I'd be a little shocked if he doesn't make a padded appearance, right? <laughs> well, I'll say this. Whether he does or if he doesn't. If Would this, that be incredible this, to come off the street while you were on the team, but you weren't actually on the team and then start a game? That'd be unprecedented. And then the salary goes up if he gets there. activated. Yeah, you get the veteran minimum for him. He's you know 41 years old. He's been in the league 18 years. I mean, that veteran minimum probably is like, a mil, Yeah, over a mil, right? Yeah, probably, probably like two. If this was his idea, it's one of the most audacious contract negotiation negotiation tactics I've ever heard of. I, I, I got to think. think. Is, I think this is all Howie. No, no. I, it's my point. I, there is no way you would even come up. To me, he's sitting there going, I don't want to. He's telling his wife, I don't want to play. And they're like, well, Howie just called. He's saying you can stay home for $12,000 a week. Like, well, I mean, how do I say no to that? I always felt, and listen, when I got hired, I didn't know Howie Roseman from Howie Mandel. I didn't know who Howie Roseman was. Right. Now, granted, he was only a Can first you name year another GM, Howie? Well, but yeah, I just I didn't know him. By the time I left, I sure knew him. But one pressure I always felt when I was there, and he'd always push you to the limit of like, 
come out with something outside the box, outside the box. You know, he's a, he did not come in the normal way, right? He's a outside the box contract thinker. It's how he's risen in the ranks. He's a smart guy. Smart guys naturally think outside the box. I always felt kind of intimidated by that. It's like, can mm. I just evaluate who I have to evaluate and try to get that right? But it's always, we're trying to do all these outside the box. This is kind of who they are, right? It, I bet when you were just talking out, you're like, this is kind of dumb. But actually, it kind of makes a lot of sense, right? Well, they're thinking for that, we for that, did it for last year, and this guy, we hadn't been sending him game plans every week, right? Uh, well, he was at he was on the active roster. Remember, he was on, he was just their backup quarterback. But wasn't there? A, Be- oh, he was going back and forth on like Fridays for high school football games. That's right. Yeah, and I, did they even let him do that? I don't. know. I felt like yeah, that yeah. was the plan at the beginning, but I don't. But here's the thing: he was not only their backup quarterback; he ended up playing in their playoff game, right? <laughs> Right. He was like, Carson went down after the clowny hit, and then McCown, who probably earned this contract alone, is like, God, he gutted out a torn groin? That's a, it's actually an easy word to say once you get it down. Groin. I don't think you've gotten it down yet. I think we'll, Groin. Huh? Groin. Groin. Yeah, yeah. The, groin. When you say it faster, you can say it. It's when you slow it down that it's groin. problematic. When you say it as quickly as... Uh, what's like little Some... kids are growing into their bodies, right? Is not the word. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. <laughs> James Harden is growing into a star against the Lakers. They're only two points down. Right. He slipped and hurt his... His groin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's Matt groin from from The Simpsons. That, 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 that <laughs> so, God, I just looked, yeah, right. I, I, I looked up and the Rockets are back in this game. Underrated job. Like, if you know deep down, you're like, well, if I have to play in a game... Now, I would imagine not many players in the history of the sport have thought this, but there had to be a couple. Like, after camp, go, goddamn, like, I, I'm not an NFL player. But for whatever reason, the coach or the GM really likes you. And then you're just on a practice squad. If you're like, because once the season starts, you don't have to hit. If you can just do that for like three or four years, you're like, listen, I'm 22. I'm getting a job that's paying me like 220 grand. If I can do that for a couple years and then I'm out of the league, I have a head start on my buddies who were just making like starting at 60 or 70, you know, I got a sweet job. I've also everywhere I get introduced, like, oh yeah, I've been on the Eagles practice. I've just, I've been in the NFL for the last three years. You're like, oh fuck, come work at our, yeah, we'll hire you. Radio analyst. You've been been playing for Seattle, but even if like a a real estate job, it's like, oh, you know, NFL guy, oh, come on. Right. People love that person. No doubt. It's an underrated job. If you sneaky know you're not good enough. And a lot of guys do though. I do think a lot of people in their own mind think they are. And it's hard to avoid for too long because that type player gets a lot of preseason love and the preseason games can really expose you. But if you can just hold your own in a preseason game and, and a coach likes you. Yeah, you have to play. It's, you've got it. Like, to me, it's hard, it's a hard to balance. play receiver. You have to play a position that's almost like guard. Like, just be like kind of grunty yeah, and just or like get some, some good matchups. Or, yeah, or like a position where they never draft anybody high. They, It's almost like the head coach doesn't care about that position, but your position coach loves you. There aren't that many of those, though. Well, I know. There's only... It's like, guard, to me, guard is like the one where you could just... Like, listen, he's on a practice can play squad, we like positions, him. Yeah, he can play sharp, center. Smart. He can long snap. We <laughs> can always key, find like, a better guard and a better tackle, but we can't find a better guy on short notice that can do both. To me, that's the key. He's the guard. He's not any good, but he but he, he can long snap. Because remember the one game... John, was it the it Eagles? Was the, it was the Raiders. Oh, yeah. Kondo went football. down, and they didn't have a long snapper, so they couldn't kick, right? They brought in uh, who was the guy they, they brought, brought in? They brought in some guy and he couldn't snap. Remember he tried and yes. he just couldn't do it. <laughs> I can't remember because Kondo like tore his shoulder or something. And then remember Kondo came out of retirement to the Niners, played one game and was like, you know, 
Fuck it. I, I was over it. I'm out. And he retired the next day. Remember that? Yep. Kondo came back for one game, played, and was fine, and then retired. Just told John Lynch, like, listen, my heart's not in it. I'm over playing football. Hey, that was legendary. You're watching the Laker game right now? How about yeah, they're down four, off six points? I'm not a. Uh, he doesn't pay us, but I just did it because I'm like, th- it works. If you you look at the court, what do you see on the Lakers court? Calljacob.com? Yeah. Have you? Do you know what that is? No, I have no clue. What is it? Personal injury lawyer. Just a guy in LA wants to get you some money if an 18 wheeler hits you or something. Do you know what's funny is when I was leaving Vegas, we drove by this. Uh, a billboard and the billboard just read been injured in a hotel.com. It's like, <laughs> what? you know what? These, that's happened. These people us. just, well, just, they just prey on them. You've been injured in a hotel. Uh, well, Alyssa was cut by a, a, a margarita glass that had a crack in it when they served it as evidence. I took a photo with the margarita came. This was at the, uh, what's the Mexican, like the, there's a really good Mexican restaurant, El Diablo cafe in Vegas on the strip. Yeah, and I the margaritas came. I took a photo. She picks it. Why up would you take a photo it. for the margaritas? No, just oh, just because they look cool. On the table. I took a photo of her, like with the margaritas yeah. on the table. Right. She takes a sip. The glass in her hand cracks in half. Cuts open her hand. You know, spills all over. It's strawberry or something, so it's red. I can't tell where the blood is, where the margarita is. Yeah. Because I had the photo, I go back and look at the photo. You can see the crack in the glass when they were served. So then the glass gets cold, right, and it cracks. So yeah. I had the evidence, undeniable evidence. So what happened? So they gave us, they're like, seven hundred thousand dollars. Comp your meal. I'm like, you know, we're good, thank you. They gave us. I I went. I call. I said to them, uh, you know, the the jeans are ruined and the shirt. And I think I quoted them at like I don't know four hundred. But this is these are two hundred and fifty dollars going to cost for that. And so I got four hundred dollar reimbursement for the clothes. Yeah. All she needed was a band aid. And then they gave us like three nights stay at the Monte Carlo. But we wanted it. We were like, we weren't staying at the Monte Carlo, but because we were staying at the Cosmopolitan, but the restaurant is part of the Monte Carlo. Well, that Monte Carlo is also owned by the same people that own some other restaurant that's much, much nicer. The Bellagio. We're like, I want the Bellagio. And they were like, no, you can have Monte Carlo expires in two years. And we never used it. Monte now, Carlo's you probably, like you probably could have pushed to sue him. Like, hey, probably w- could imagine if she was like a surgeon and she couldn't use her hand for six months or yeah. something. Right. It just it was in the end of the day, it was a cut that you could cover up with a bandaid. <laughs> <laughs> but guy, that's why they have. Have you been injured in hotel dot com? Yeah. I, if I know if I'd seen the signs at first, I thought it was like, you know, this kind of shady, stupid. And then you realize it does happen. And you got like you get lost. Like, who's going to help me slip and fall on the. Yeah. Now their pushback is like, well, you guys are drinking, not not you personally. Luckily, I had the photo like evidence. Her. Yeah, that's you kind of had them by the butt. You could have pushed. Like, I could have pushed. I'm going to own your restaurant. I know, but I was like, do I do I want to spend my whole week, my whole my four days here or three days here doing that? I didn't. Uh, so you never used the Monte Carlo. Never used the Monte Carlo. No, call Jacob.com, John. His billboards are upside down. Does it feel like your life's been turned upside down? So get your attention because they're upside down. Kind of genius. Problem is, Who I is can't read Jacob the phone Garrett? number. I wonder, what do you think he pays GD Bus for this? I mean, a ton of money. Do you think he's related <laughs> to Jacob the jeweler? Well, do you know what's funny? Is earlier, were you watching when there was the, uh, you were probably dealing with the uh, audio problem. There was a crazy uh, 
uh, offensive foul by James Harden. Oh, I guess it wasn't that crazy. But they call an offensive foul on James Harden. He ran into LeBron James. Of course, James Harden freaks out, gets right. D'Antoni to, you know, review it, review it, right. reviews it, nothing happens. But as they're showing the replays, that, the calljacob.com, is not on the actual court. It's like CGI'd in. Right. Because on the replay, I was like, well, where's the... Because I, I, at first, I didn't see what it was. I'm like, what is, what is that? But then when they keep, like right now, when well, they're shooting free throws, under you the see basket. it's not on yeah, there. it's not there. That's, so you're telling me, because I've been seeing all these like Orlando Magic and all this stuff on visuals, I would imagine nothing on the court changes game to game. No, you're right. right. The team logos are CGI too, or whatever they call it. Post. I did not know that up until we figured it out right now through college. Well, when you Jacob think about it, it makes sense, right? When you watch the golf tournament, they have signs that drop in that are on the course that are not real. They got, you know, the first and 10 line on a football field is not on the field. Why would a logo have to be on the Do you think that court? technology is a lot of money for these networks? Expensive? Yeah. I know first and 10 is pretty expensive. It takes multiple because people, lo- multiple cameras. I, I know the uh, the shot tracer in golf is really expensive. Super expensive. So I would imagine the CGI. I mean, they always say like CGI in movies is where the movie prices get outrageous, right? Like part of why Game of Thrones and some of the, when they could do a lot of stuff or the uh, the Irishmen when they mess with their faces, even though it didn't do that much. Part of the reason that budget was so outrageous is the CGI alone is like 50 million or whatever, right? And now I know calljacob.com is just CGI'd in there. Yeah. Ooh. Well, I think we rebounded well. All right. On that note. You think this one worked? God, I hope so. <laughs> me too. This is all I got in me. Bye. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.